Hello, world, and welcome back to the Morning Geekdom Podcast. As always, I am your host, Anthony Matulin, and today I am joined by Damien. This episode is going to be a little something different. Uh, once a month, Damien and I will be discussing the movies we saw, so let's get started. Damien, how are you doing, buddy? Doing well, man. All right. What'd you have for breakfast? It sounds like you're eating. <laughs> no, I'm done eating. <laughs> I did just right. very recently have breakfast. This right. is, uh, I think, one of the only, well, this is the first remote episode that uh, that we're doing where it was actually in the morning, usually okay. a little bit later, you know, spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. Uh, so let's see for, for breakfast. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> for breakfast, I had uh, leftovers from dinner, which was uh, Korean fried chicken and uh, rice. So you had Korean fried chicken and rice at eight o'clock in the morning. I mean, it was like 845. All right. I mean, that's adulting done right, dude. Nobody can tell you what to eat. You're an adult. Right. That's true. The thing is, like, I keep no food at home because I normally get all my food from work. So. Okay. Well, and you're a vagabond. Is that a right word? Gypsy? Yeah. Gypsy. A run amok? Run Yeah, maybe. Okay. I'll scallywag? All those things. <laughs> I kind of wish I was a scallywag. I need more, like, pirate vibes in my life. You do. You do. I mean, to be fair, maybe when we discuss Aquaman, we can maybe talk about the shit subplot of Pirates yeah. in 2018. Yes. Um, okay. Would it pain you to hear that I had a burrito, a breakfast burrito from the gas station this morning? It, it would It would pain me, but not in the way that um, people listening might think. <laughs> <laughs> like not in the physical, like fear dump um, pain. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Uh, Los Pinos, man. That's the business. I know. I don't want to hear any don't get burritos at the gas station. It's not like I'm getting a burrito. Every time I tell someone, hey, have you had gas station burrito at this spot? They're always like, wait a minute, what? And they they think I'm like heating up some microwave burrito and then sitting there like in the parking lot in my car and having like a like a cry fest while eating a burrito um from a from a microwave. That is not the case. They are delicious. It's like a little Mexican spot in the gas station. Exactly. That's that's the biggest distinction is it's it's a little Mexican restaurant that just happens to be inside of a gas station. With like the weirdest kid ever as one of the, I don't know, owners, works there, drives a Hellcat. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's complicated. That's a that's for a vlog. Maybe we can get like Los Pinos to give us a like a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> This morning geekdom brought to you by Los Pinos uh, Shell Gas Station Burritos. I like the sound of it. Right, right. Cali Breakfast Burritos uh, sponsored today's episode. Yeah, right. Uh, okay. <laughs> How was your Christmas, man? We haven't really talked since uh, since the holidays. It was good. I went down to uh, LA and spent a couple days uh, with the family and just kind of like hanging out, doing doing family things. Doing family things. No uh, death row family pictures this year. No, not this year. I gotta at some point I'll have to redo another another portrait with me, and my brothers. <laughs> I mean, just to to give everybody uh, l- let them know what I'm talking about here, because it might be the greatest uh, Christmas gift slash family portrait hung in like mom and mom and dad's. What, how old are your parents? They got to be what in their fifties. Uh, my dad is sixty one, sixty two. I think my stepmom okay. is like in her late fifties, and they have full on death row. Uh, source cover with your brothers uh, re- recreating the photo hung in their like living room prominently over their fireplace. Yes. Yeah. 24 by 24. <laughs> it's amazing, dude. Every time I see it, it makes me laugh. 
Yeah, it's fantastic. It's like the very first thing when my 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 uh, stepmom has new people come over to visit. She like brings them in the house, and she's like, "And these are our sons." And then she like she she relays the story for me, telling her the like background of this is this group of rappers, and they were called like Death Row Records, and this is a portrait. Okay. So she she like Hold redoes on. the whole thing. She has no idea. Like you guys did this photo, recreated it, and they had no idea what it was when you gave that to them. Well, I, t- I told her the story like as she was opening it. And so she knew then, but she didn't know before then. <laughs> does, does she know who like Tupac and Snoop and, and Dre and Shook, did she know who any of them were? Yeah, yeah. She, know who, uh, she knew who Snoop was. Um, okay. I think the, I don't think she, I'm sure she didn't know who Suge Knight was. Dude, you got to have like the companion photo somewhere there so she can just easily reference it. She has, she has it on her phone. <laughs> so she just pulls it up and goes like, and this is the original photo. And they're like, who are these people at that point, right? I think they're just like, yeah, sort of confused and like excited, but like maybe scared a little bit too. Like, who are these people? But the best is when someone comes in and actually knows who it is without any context. Oh, yeah. That's got to be the best, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Man, that might have to be like the family photo. I might have to steal that idea with like Nick, me and Harry. That might be our Christmas card next year. Yeah, we can we can work on that. I, the next one that I want to do, it, it's basically the same thing. It's like the, you know, the four heads kind of like right next to yeah. each other with the dark background, but it's the queen one. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. That one's really good yeah, too. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But with your brothers. But yeah. With the four of, it works out perfectly because there's four of us. You know what? You gotta feel like you gotta sneak the dogs in there somehow. I know. But then there'd be like six of us. Like someone, oh man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like I'm envisioning for the Christmas photo, like Harry's got to have like the death row chain on. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> doesn't somebody have the death row chain on in that photo? All four. Like the emblem? Yeah, see, like, man, we, we live in the internet internet era. We got to be able to find that for nothing on the on the interwebs, right? That chain? Oh, no, I just, I don't have, I didn't have a gold chain when I took that thing. Um, I just, just went, like- <laughs> yeah, I just took like a gold <laughs> chain off the internet and like photoshopped it in. Oh, it's so good. I might we might have to put that on the IG story, dude, for for Morning Geekdom because yeah, yeah. it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. I'll send you. I'll right. send you the original. <laughs> All right. So Christmas with the family. Then now you're back up to the uh, the greater San Fran area, yeah, Bay Area. Bay Area. Okay. No work. Uh, no work yet. Yeah, I go back after uh, after the New Year. Man, so it's just like a lawless like week in between Christmas and and a New Year's for you, right? Because like, who knows what's going on? You're doing like blow. Like you might have killed somebody. I don't know. What are you doing up there? No, well, yeah, nothing good. Okay. No, yeah, nothing good. It, yeah, okay. It's a weird time of year. People don't know what's happening. Everybody's confused. Everybody's kind of fat, feels gross. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you just don't know what to do with your life. Right. It's in this weird, like this might be a peek into like what it looks like when you're retired, but you can't really get too comfortable because you have to go back to work. And suckers like me still work like every day. So, I mean, I had Christmas day off and I'll have New Year's day off, but like a... Like a sucker, I got to work every other day. Yeah, no bueno. No man, working class. Um, all right, yeah. So I, I we did the. Uh, I know you and I kind of talked about it. We did the whole Disney thing for Christmas. We actually went to Disneyland on Christmas Day, which I haven't done in, dude. I don't even know. Probably like 10, 12 years. Um, it was simultaneously like really fun and then really miserable, and it wasn't had nothing to do with like the amount of people that were there. It had everything to do with, we went with a group of 11. So I went with like all my in-laws and it was just kind of a mess, dude. Like a lot of really fun times. And then a lot of people like not having fun with each other and a lot of just, Hey, what are we going to do? And somehow I turned into like the tour guide. It was, 
I don't know. I had fun, but then at like four o'clock, you know, I was like, I, I gotta get out of here. Four p.m. I'm out. Didn't see any of the lights. Didn't see the parade. Didn't do anything. I was just like Nick and I were like, we gotta get the hell out of here. Yeah, going to Disneyland with a big group of people is interesting because the dynamic people just lean on whoever knows the most, uh, right. and so yeah, it ends up just being work for for somebody like you or or myself who've who've been a lot. Yeah, and then they were like the the whole idea of fast passes. They weren't understanding on like why you can't just have a fast like a fast pass for every ride, and then having to <laughs> explain like how it actually works. I'm like, how it just doesn't work that way. And then somehow I became like the bad guy because I was the one who's telling them like, no, we can't get one right now because we already have this one that doesn't expire till like this time. So it was just it was a mess, dude. Yeah, sounds terrible. All right, yeah. I mean, it was enjoyable. Like I said, simultaneously enjoyable and awful. All right. All right. So something we're going to do, you and I are going to do every month, uh, is we're going to review, review some movies, talk about some movies that we saw within that, that previous month. Um, we're going to try to do what three, three a month. I know you and I both probably see more than that, but we're going to try to try to talk about three, maybe four, who knows. Um, but this month we're going to talk about, uh, Creed two, uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and Aquaman, right? Uh, what else did you see this month besides those? Um, besides those, I saw, um, I saw the mule, the Clint Eastwood, uh, film and I okay. saw, uh, Ralph breaks the internet. Oh, oh, you did see Ralph breaks the internet. Yeah. I haven't seen that. How is that? I know a lot of people are very much like some people love it. Some people hate it. Like what, what did you think? I thought it was good. I, I was a little bit worried that it was, it was, you know, just kind of following the first one that it would have, I don't know, just felt like, oh yeah, they just try to like squeeze some more money out of this thing. But um, but I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was different enough, and and the story was cool. And yeah, it was a fun movie. All right, all right. Uh, <laughs> I know you have some sh- some strong opinions about the Mule, and maybe even Clint Eastwood. So what do we got? Um, the, the Mule, I enjoyed, uh, <laughs> but but I feel like he. Well, not not I feel like that. There are things that I feel like, but just as a point of observation, he is probably somewhere around a million years old at this point and he just looks yeah he just looks like a raisin like he's been sitting in the sun for a really <laughs> long time okay. i don't know how he's gonna keep doing these things like i, I can't imagine like at the end of of the his last few movies of, of the movies that he, like he's written and directed type thing my, my first thought is always like there's no way he's doing another movie right like that's the last one um because i just don't see how he's gonna keep going Anyway, about the movie itself, he uh, I feel like it's just an excuse for him to be like a racist old man. It's the same character he plays in all his movies. Uh, okay. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. It's just got, they're, they're kind of amusing to me, even though I, I like the actual stories. So, so the first thing I always think of when I see Clint Eastwood now is he looks like somebody's wearing like an old Clint Eastwood, like Halloween mask on their face. Like, <laughs> because it doesn't, it doesn't like look like a human face anymore to me. Cause skin is like just oddly positioned. And like, it kind of looks like not as bad, but the Ray Liotta commercials, uh, <laughs> where he's like the anti-smoking where it legitimately looks like someone cut his face off and, and stuck it on to somebody else. And they're not in control of their face. I think you and I talked about that, right. When we saw Creed. Yeah. Um, so it kind of looks like that but not plastic surgery just old yeah yeah um he legit just plays the same person though in every movie like you said 
Yeah, and because he's like writing and directing them, I, I, you know, he has like total, he's doing whatever he wants, right? And so the fact that they're like basically all the same is, is what I find amusing. On So give me an example of maybe something he did in this movie that wrote it, wrote into this movie that maybe didn't need to be into it. So maybe the most amusing part of this, of this film, you know, mini, mini spoiler for, for anyone listening who hasn't seen it. Oh, yeah. Hold on real quick. Sorry. Just to let everybody know, I probably should have said this at the beginning. For like the six of you that are listening, we're going to spoil the movies. Uh, Not intentionally, but just the nature of, you know, we're just having a conversation. We don't have a whole lot of stuff written down. Probably going to spoil all of these movies, including maybe The Mule and other things that aren't intended. So if you don't want them spoiled, probably shouldn't listen. Proceed. Right. Um, Okay. So there's this, there's this scene where that's completely absurd. And I, and actually I think kind of like laughed a little bit in the theater where he gets flown down to Mexico by like the Mexican cartel. And they're like having him at this party at this like giant, like 10,000 square foot house, you know, somewhere in Mexico. And uh, there's the scene where he like goes to bed and this like young Mexican chick goes into the bedroom with him. And then the second chick goes in and, uh, you know, one of them's like taking her top, top, takes her top off. And so her like boobs are out. And there's like a 30 second to a minute scene of him like getting ready to like smash on these two like 20 year old chicks. It's okay, completely so, unnecessary. But he's just like, I got to write this in because I'm Clint Eastwood and I need to get at it. Guaranteed um, there were multiple takes. For sure, for different angles. Right. That's the biz, bro. Yeah. Um, the biz. Um, oh man, is there anybody that would be more out of place at a Mexican cartel party than Clint Eastwood? <laughs> I can't think of them. Who's a mil- like you said, give or take a million years old? Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like of, of who that might be, and I can't think of anyone else. Maybe, maybe like Dick Van Dyke from Mary Poppins. Maybe, <laughs> just like oi. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So funny, just real quick, funny story. So I went to go see um, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse by myself, bought my tickets online, you know, before the movie, picked out my seat, everything. Get there right as the movie is supposed to be starting. Um, you know, ticket guy gets my gets, gets my ticket. He's like, okay, number 13 to the, to the right. And I'm like, all right, cool. I take off. I get in there. I get uh, like, as soon as I walk in, I'm like, oh shit, I'm later than I thought I was because the credits are already starting, right? So I walk in, find my seat. You know, I got to move like some old people out of the way as I'm trying to get to the middle seat in, in an aisle and I'm by myself and I sit down and it says like, I forget what movie studio it says it was pre- like presented by or whatever. And then you see some flowers, right? And then it pans up from the flowers and I'm like, man, this is good animation, right? This shit looks real because obviously Spider-Man <laughs> animation, right? <laughs> pans up to old ass Clint Eastwood rocking like on a rocking chair in front of a house. And I was like, this motherfucker's not in Spider-Man. What is this? <laughs> so then I like pull out my my phone real quick. I look at my ticket and I'm like, ah, shit, I'm in the mule. So I jump out. I got to shoo all the old people back out of the way, run into theater 19. I'm in seat 13, right? <laughs> I get in there, plenty of time, whatever. See Maria Menounos talking about the whatever fucking bullshit she's talking about in the pre-show. <laughs> um, and then so everything's fine. But yeah, so I inadvertently saw, I guess, two seconds of the mule. And I feel like that's probably all I need to see because uh, I get the gist of it. Yeah. That that I mean I'll see I'll see it like when it comes out on on Blu-ray or whatever, but um it wasn't something that I was just like, I gotta see in the theaters, you know? Yeah, it's it's worth seeing at some point, um, you know, if you like any of his other movies, but but I wouldn't say like you absolutely have to see it in a theater. 
Um, yeah. On that note, I will say that I had kind of a similar experience where you're talking about like pushing past all the old folk in the mule. When I watched, uh, when I watched the mule, it was mostly old folks as well. And it was like a, an amazing experience. Cause like half of them fall asleep. Nobody makes any noise. It's like real quiet. It's like maybe the best way to watch a movie in the theater by contrast. See, when I, when I went and saw Ralph breaks the internet, which is like, obviously, you know, animated, uh, you know, Disney by Disney. And there's tons of adult humor in it, but lots of kids watch it. I, I spent most of the time just going like, shut up, you little wiener kids. Like, I'm trying to watch this movie. <laughs> shut up. Um, yeah, dude. So how many times have you and I, so we're, by where I live, so we live, I guess, close to the beach, right? And there are a lot of older people, obviously, that live in that area. And there's also like some some old folks' homes, right? Uh, old, they used to be called Leisure World. <laughs> People then called them Seizure World. Um, they've since changed that because it just had a bad, I guess, um, I can't even think of the right word, but it just didn't sound good, right? So you and I will go to the theater by my house and it's usually just old people, right? Yep. <laughs> They're coughing and talking. And wasn't there the one dude at the at, at when we went to go see uh, in Avengers Infinity War that was just like losing his shit sitting right next to you and you were you were just like staring at him? That was maybe one of the worst films like I've ever seen in terms of the experience. It was so bad. No, the movie sucked too, but the experience wasn't great. And I just remember laughing and looking at you because you were so miserable. And I was just like, this guy's my fucking hero. <sighs> Frank. Yeah, right. Because he would just be like, ha, ha. <laughs> and, he, and he would just ask his friend, like, where's Ant-Man? Yeah. And he would just be the loudest fucking old man who was sort of like coughing. And you're just like, oh, God. Yeah. Um, I have not been enjoying my movie going experiences lately for that reason. Either old people or, or kids are just there's just no there's just no understanding of like you're in a a group setting. OK, you need to you're not at your house. You know, put your fucking big boy pants on. You don't need to be on the phone. You don't need to talk. Just shut up and watch the goddamn movie. And I just, people just don't understand that. I don't think anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You might be right. Because I, I will say that the last several movies that we've seen together, I feel like we've had bad experiences with. Yeah. I think we're just going to have to start ponying up and doing like the 21 and over theaters because old people don't want to spend the money to go see it. And obviously kids aren't allowed in it. And, you know, when you and I have gone to those, I think they've been okay. I think we saw it in one of them, like Nicolette and I saw Wonder Woman and it's overall like a good experience. It's fucking expensive. It's like 23, 24 bucks. Um, But I think the experience is just way better. Yeah, I agree. Most of the, like when I go to see movies, it's generally like the first thing I do in the morning on the weekends. And so I I pay like Mm -hmm. nine bucks to see, to see a movie. But, but if we go in the evening, I'd be okay with uh, poning up a little extra money. All right. Really uh, so quickly. We'll put that on the, uh... <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. The, yeah. I was just going to say, as I was like looking at uh, recent movies to like make sure that I gave you the list correct of everything I saw recently, <laughs> I just happened and okay. I didn't see anything else to be clear. I didn't actually see this, but I saw on, on the Googles that uh, re- <laughs> recent movies, there's one called Second Act, which is apparently with uh, like a rom-com with Jennifer Lopez. Is she still alive? Okay. I like. I I, I don't know, man. I thought the only time I ever hear of Jennifer Lopez is like when she's dating somebody, and I think she's dating like Alex Rodriguez. But I had no idea she was in that show for a little while with with Fake Face Ray Liotta, uh, <laughs> like a year ago, uh, Into the Blue or some Into the Blue Shield or Blue I don't know some bullshit cop show. 
um, on NBC uh, that my wife is was watching because Nicolette watches all procedural shows, including like NCIS, God forbid, like all that awful, awful shit. Um, and then I'll just sit there and make fun of it. And she just gets so mad because she's, you know, just like go somewhere else. If all you're going to do is make fun of it. I'm just like, it's awful. Like, what do you want yep. from me? Um, did you see that? Is that why you're asking? Or you're going to go <laughs> no, see def- it? Because I know you love big Definitely asses. not. Definitely not. <laughs> she, I just like, I clicked okay. on it uh, on, on Google and it has a 42% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I might wait until that comes out on VHS. Okay. Beta, yeah. beta yeah. tape. Um, what about, dude, I, we're getting off track, but I just want to talk about it real quick. How much of a shit ball apparently is that, that Holmes and Watson movie with, with John C. Riley and Will Ferrell? Dude, it's got 5% on Rotten <laughs> oh my Tomatoes. God. I didn't know that was possible. Every, everything I've read is it's like unwatchable, which I'm not a big fan of both of them. Um, I'm just not a big fan of like slap, slapstick comedies yeah. like that. Uh, but like, you know, Talladega Nights was whatever. Step Brothers, again, I know this is sacrilegious, but it's like, well, I don't think it's fantastic. It's okay. Um, so, but 5%, dude, I'm shocked. And then yeah. I think it's got like 20% on, uh, on by like the meta score for like just casual viewers, you know? That's rough. It, it does look <laughs> really bad. It looks awful, 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 awful. And I was reading like some tweets and just some stuff on Rotten Tomatoes and like people are saying that it's they're leaving. They're like walking out of it like 10 minutes in 20 minutes in walking out. Like there's people that are saying, you know, like boyfriend, girlfriends, you know, one will pick one movie, then the other will pick the other. And like girlfriends are saying how fucking their boyfriends have lost their movie picking rights because they picked this movie and it's so bad. Like, yeah, I just, I don't understand. Like, what do you think you're getting into when you're watching one of those? Awful, right? All right, I think the only other things I saw this month were Mary Poppins, which obviously Nick and I talked about last week. Um, it was fine. It's nothing like to write home about. I enjoyed it. I like Emily Blunt a lot. Um, but again, it's it was, you know, it's what you expect. And then I saw Widows with Viola Davis and Liam Neeson and Michelle Rodriguez and a few other people. It was good. Um, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't watch it probably again. It's it's a kind of a hard watch, meaning it's not the happiest of movies. Um, there's a lot of ugly crying mm-hmm. in the movie. But uh, a lot of snot bubbles from Ugly Crime. Uh, yeah, but it's good. It's good. Viola Davis is uh, is, is so good in yeah. everything. But uh, I just don't know if I'd watch it again. And then fucking Liam Neeson. I don't really need to see him in any movies. But anyways, you want to talk about Creed? Sure. All right. So Creed, uh, so what we're going to do is I'm just going to just, you know, say the uh, the Rotten Tomato scores. Again, it just gives us a baseline of kind of what everybody else thinks. I don't live and live and die by the scores, but I just like to have a baseline because of your, hey, we need a baseline of, of what we're talking right. about. So I add that in just for you, Pootie. Um, then we're going to gonna give you the synopsis. At some point, I want us to write synopsis based on like what we think it should be, not based on what it actually is. Does yeah, that make yeah. sense? Um, so I didn't do any for these, um, but it's something that I think we should, we should try to do cause I think it'd okay. be funny. Uh, but then maybe it won't be funny cause neither of us are overly funny. Um, <laughs> or, or well, talented funny. Writers. I don't know that I'm very funny. Yeah. 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 Super talented. Uh, okay. So Creed is 83% critics, 84% audience. Uh, the synopsis is under the tutelage of Rocky Balboa, heavyweight contender Adonis Creed faces off, uh, faces against Victor Drago, son of Ivan Drago. Um, that's right. Right. Um, yep. Pretty much. Sounds, sounds about right. I mean, the, the thing, okay. So I, I really, really enjoyed the first Creed surprisingly loved it. 
what I, I enjoyed this one. Okay. I didn't love it. I thought it was good. Um, it's not going to live up to the expectations of the first one. I'm not going to own it. Like I probably, I don't know that I would watch it again. The thing that struck me about this is, or just about this series in general is why is he, why is, uh, you know, Donnie, they call him or Adonis. Why is he so like hell bent on, on keeping his father's legacy, you know, prominent, right? Because his, his dad, Adonis is the, the creation of uh, uh, Apollo Creed hooking up with his side chick <laughs> and then having a kid and then never seeing the kid, right? Didn't ever know the kid. So why is he so like hell bent on keeping his father's legacy going? I, I don't know. It's a good question. There, there's like a <laughs> lot of, uh, so I guess, yeah, really quickly, I, I enjoyed the movie as well. Definitely didn't like it as much as the first one. Um, it was, yeah, it was, it was good. It wasn't, it wasn't amazing, but, but yeah, I would say as a general like takeaway, I was kind of annoyed by kind of like how whiny he was and some of the motivations around him feeling so prideful, you know, around what you were talking about. And I don't know, it just didn't feel good. Some, someone's weird there. Didn't understand it. Okay. So uh, another thing that kind of, I had a problem with the movie and you and I kind of discussed it, I think like right after the movie is he's. The first movie, everything he wants to do is be a fighter, right? That's what his whole goal in life is to be, to be a fighter like his father. That's what he's meant to be. He has an office job by all indications, like he's doing well. He has money. You know, he has a relationship with his, I, I guess it's like Apollo's uh, original wife who is now taken, oh, like adopted mom of, of uh, Adonis. But he keeps saying like, hey, I got to give up everything to be a fighter. Gives up everything, moves to Philadelphia, kind of destroys his relationship with his mother at that point to be a fighter. This movie picks up. He's the, within the first scene. He's going to fight for the the heavyweight belt. Wins the heavyweight belt from the from the from the guy that took his car in the first one, right? From a sparring mm-hmm. match. I can't remember his name. Wins the belt, and then the whole movie then evolves into turns into him not knowing like if he wants to be a fighter, like if this is what he's made for. So like, what the hell was the first movie about then? If this movie is now, he's questioning everything. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> unanswerable yeah. question right it just annoyed yeah. me a lot like i hate it when there's no continuity between the first movie and the second movie like with with the story or the, the character development yeah. right um how much of a man did you feel or how let me rephrase that how much of less of a man did you feel watching this movie and seeing what kind of monsters the two the two main characters are uh you know creed and, and drago like how did you feel about yourself after um not good man not good. <laughs> okay. They're just <laughs> like, well, well, some, maybe, I'll, maybe it's like this. Like initially I felt terrible, very, very bad just because they're, they're absolute monsters. And, and you remember, I think we talked about after the first movie, Creed one, just how big Michael B. Jordan is. Like the dude is massive. Yeah. He's jacked. Yeah. And then in this movie, when they put him next to, uh, Victor Drago. I, I don't know what his real name is. Um, he, he looks like a baby. Like the dude <laughs> he does, dude. The dude is a monster. Yeah, like yeah. unreal. Florian. Florian, Florian, big nasty. Yeah, just too, <laughs> too big. So, yeah. so anyway, I I think I did feel uh, inadequate, <laughs> majorly after the first <laughs> one, but the second one, like it's 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 in the category of being so ridiculous. Like I don't feel inadequate next to a rhinoceros. Like I just appreciate <laughs> that it's a rhinoceros. 
that's how I okay. felt looking at uh, at uh, the other dude. So you were just like, hey, this is you just come to grips with it, right? Like it just he's a different like a different breed. So you're just not gonna you're not gonna compare yourself to him, right? Yeah, exactly. To be fair, dude is only six four two forty five. Only six four two forty five. Only, but he looks like a fucking brick house, dude. What is the one scene that got you? What it, what uh, what happens? They're doing and where you like, were just like, are you kidding me? Yeah, they're doing a like training montage, and he does, um, you know, from like a prone position, like explodes up into like standing, and then uh, you know, battle rope move, which which yeah, I like full. I don't actually think it's possible. I'm pretty sure that was CJ. Like if you if you ever if you ever actually use battle ropes, it's fucking hard. Uh, It doesn't seem like it at first. You know, two seconds in of using them, it's really fucking hard. I can't imagine being in a prone position and somehow like magically jumping up and swinging. Dude, dude exploded from like full push up position into squat into battle ropes, and it was just like. He looked like he hung up in the air. It wasn't like he like just pushed and like kind of bounced. Like dude was like floating. Yeah. I don't think it was CGI. I'm, that's what I'm telling myself. It was CGI. <laughs> Next time you're out here, let's try it. Uh, yeah. You want to get some battle ropes? <laughs> I mean, let's just, I, I got some belts. Like, let's just try. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's grow into it. Let's see what, what happens. Cause I'm, I'm convinced when I do it, I'm going to get like, I'm going to have like sciatica or something. Like something's not going to work. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We're for sure going to the hospital after this. Yeah, yeah. Like you're skinny, I'm fat. Like it's just not. It's, something's not going to work, dude. Something's got to give. Right. Like I can, um, I can do, I can do plenty of push-ups. I can't do the like explosion thing and then fuck all battle ropes. <laughs> just, just f the world battle ropes. Okay. Yeah. Has there ever been a training montage like this in any of the other Rocky movies where they go to the desert? I feel like they were just like, hey, we've done like the beach, we've done like the mountains in Russia. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go to Death Valley and do like a training montage where we're just gonna, you know drop a sledgehammer on dirt like for about 15 minutes and then we're just gonna we're just gonna we're just gonna box in the sun i'll get some uh tires and maybe uh, get heat stroke i don't know <laughs> did they just add that in because they were just like fuck it we've done everything else i yeah i, I guess like it was unclear to me who those people were like do boxers want to go to the desert and just like yeah hit the dirt with sledgehammers <laughs> is that a thing yeah and then yeah he he literally like like rocky hands creed like a sledgehammer and he's just like eh Go go to go to town, and then he just has to essentially like hit this pile or not even a pile of dirt, like just flat earth until he makes like a like a hole, right? With a fucking sledgehammer, right? I don't think Rocky has like the best training me- uh, methods. Like I don't know that he's up to on 2018 science. It's it's true. He might have some research to do because <laughs> he's like, hey, Creed, like. I'm going to, you're going to run behind my car in death Valley in the middle of summer. And you're going to have a, a training mask on. And, uh, yeah, if you pass out, it's cool. Like just get up and keep going. Uh, you know, <laughs> heat stroke is, is a myth. It's a myth. It's 2018, man. <laughs> just get up and keep going. Yeah. Can yeah. you imagine like, how hot that asphalt would be? Yeah, I can. I used to, I fucking visited my grandparents in Arizona and something the kids would do in the middle of the summer is they would like go get the mail and we'd be like, eh, I don't want to put my shoes on. Let me run to the fucking mailbox on blacktop and rocks. No shoes, middle of the summer to go get the mail and your fucking feet would essentially like blister and you'd have to go put them in the pool. And at no point were my, was my grandma like, nah, maybe you shouldn't do that. They were just like, whatever, just go get the mail. <laughs> So yes, I can understand how hot it is. It's yeah. fucking miserable. Miserable. I oh god. I'm just saying I don't know that 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 Rocky has Creed's best uh 
you know, just his best uh, interest in heart. And the dude just has a baby, right? Like, what are you bailing from your baby to go fucking train for God knows how long with, and God knows where with some criminals boxing up on, uh, on some fucking, some tires with a busted rib, right? Yeah, not good. And all of this is because he got like roped into some emotional, oh, you need to do this for your father because your father was obviously such a stand-up guy smashing chicks out of wedlock. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, there's the whole section in the movie where he gets like manipulated in two seconds by this like really cheesy promoter guy. Which... Yeah, like the worst. Dude, oh, God. Yeah, it wasn't. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm getting kind of fired up. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't take much to get you fired up in general, really, about anything. That's true. That's true. When's the last time you watched a boxing match? Uh, the last time I watched a <laughs> boxing match, I was in a Mexican restaurant and they had it on a TV. Which was how long ago? <laughs> Maybe two weeks ago. <laughs> what are you doing up there in fucking in, in, in the Bay Area, man? Just going to random Mexican restaurants and watching random boxing matches? I mean, I'm on a quest to find good Mexican food up here, and they got they got squadoosh. Really? Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, maybe you got to go to Death Valley and go fucking boxing. You can probably find some Mexican food out there. Maybe. All right. Yeah, I just, I don't have a, I don't, I can't tell you the last time I watched a, a boxing match. I, I tend to watch more UFC and I don't ever remember them being like the spectacle that they are on this movie. Yeah. Like, like, like light shows and smoke and, and fucking your, 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 well, in this case, his wife is in front of him, like singing her walkout song. Like, I don't remember. It's not like that in UFC. Is it like that in boxing? No, I don't. I don't think so. The last like proper ba- uh, boxing match that I watched wasn't actually that long ago. It was actually, I don't know, maybe six or eight months ago. It was a uh, that guy Triple G, who who I think is also Russian or somewhere from Eastern Europe. But I don't remember all this all this stuff going on. And what they have it, the way they have it in the movie feels like closer to to wrestling. A lot of theatrics. Right. A lot of theatrics. Like Vic's, Vince McMahon is going to come out with the fucking rock, right? At some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think that, so I know that you, you know, you've mentioned to me like who is the, who is the target audience for these movies, right? Yeah. And like, I thought about that. I know you've thought about that and I don't, I have no idea. Like, I don't know. I don't think they need to make any more of these. I think that the story arc for Creed has, has hit its. Like it just ran its course, right? It had a, you know, a, a beginning, a middle and an end. I just don't know where else you're going to go from it, go from here. Cause this movie's fine. Like I enjoy, like I said, it's, it's not bad, but I think then the next one's just inevitably not going to be good if they do it. Um, like who's watching these movies anymore? Cause this movie made a lot of money, but like, I, I just don't know overall, like who is this marketed to? Is it marketed to the people who are nostalgic about, about Rocky you know, in his six movies, or is it people like us that are kind of middle-aged? Um, or is it, is it, you know, that 18 to like 24 year old male? Like who is it? Yeah. I don't, I, it might be a little bit of all of them, honestly. And that, that might be why it's a good, like, it's a good movie to make because it's going to make a lot of money because it hits a lot of different demographics. But, right. but, but yeah, I agree with you. I don't, I don't actually know who, who it's really for. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I think that that the two stars of the movie now, you know, um, Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson are much more bankable stars now than they were when the first one came out. Because I mean, Tessa Thompson is in Westworld, and she was in Thor, and she was just cast as the lead in the new Men in Black movie hmm. um, with with Chris Hemsworth. So I mean, she's much more of a star now than she was then. 
Um, I mean, they're talking about giving her her own like spinoff Marvel movie from Thor. And then like Michael B. Jordan obviously is recognizable. And I think everybody seems to like him, but now he's much more of a star after Black Panther. Yeah. But at that point, like nobody's coming to see those movies for those two people at that point. So like the first one I think is more about Rocky. Like people want to see Sylvester Stallone Mm -hmm. where this one, I guess it's more Michael B. Jordan, I guess. Um, Or again, the nostalgia of bringing back like Drago, which was a smart move. Yeah. Let's see. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of that, like uh, all the stuff that you're that you're talking about. The other thing for me that I enjoyed going back to like the whole monster thing is is <laughs> is analogous to uh, when back when there was like all the baseball doping stuff going on, and and dudes are just okay. trying to like smash home runs like all day and, and break records. Where I wish Tyler was here right now. I feel like he would know things about sports ball. Oh man, Tyler is going to be so angry that he's not involved with uh, with this conversation because he ride and dies for for baseball. I know, I know. So he's gonna be so he's gonna be so sad. So, Shout out to Tyler, the little keeper. Um, but I I remember like you know them talking about like oh they're like doping in baseball and they got to like stop it and they're testing all this stuff. And I remember I remember who I was telling this to, but I remember thinking like I wish that everybody would was doing steroids. I wish that they would just make them as big as possible, and we just watch like monsters hit balls with bats. Like that's what I want to see. <laughs> so, I mean, to be fair, I don't think that there's ever been an era of baseball that was more popular than it was when they were all fucking roided up. Like the whole Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire year where they were both chasing the record and they were both just like juiced out of their minds to the point where like their heads were even growing where they wouldn't fit in their baseball uh, hats anymore, <laughs> um, which should have been a clear indication that they were maybe using something. Um, like that's when baseball is at its most popular, right? Yeah. Like nobody wants to watch like a, a two to one, not the casual fan, like like baseball aficionados like Tyler will probably enjoy like the, the one to two game where, you know, it's just a pitching battle and everybody loves that. But like, I don't, I don't want to watch that. Yeah. Same with football. Like I'm, I'm kind of this whole idea now where they're trying to, to change football. So it's not as violent. Like guess why people want to watch football because it's fucking monsters hitting each other. Yeah. Like I don't give a shit. I know this sounds awful, but I don't really get, I don't care about them. Like, I don't know them. I'm not invested in them emotionally. So, like, if a dude gets a concussion, like, it sucks. But I'm, you know, what also I want to see, I want to see people getting destroyed. <laughs> like, hence why you are not a sports fan, but you fucking, you follow House of Highlights on Instagram because you want to see people getting, doing crazy things. Yeah. Or, like, dumb people doing things because we want to pe- see people getting slammed. Right? Yeah. That does sound terrible, though. <laughs> All right. Um Dude, I don't even know where we, what were we even talking about? Because I just completely lost my train of thought on why we went on this ba- this baseball rant. I don't, um, yeah, we're at the end of Creed. I don't know. Okay, we're, yeah. So I have, I have two more questions. One would be, is this movie more about about the Drago family than Creed? Because it's like really a a story about like redemption for that family, right? Um, you know, losing everything because his father lost and having nothing. His mother's left him. They work in like a a warehouse and he's like his whole, the the son's whole uh, goal in life is to essentially like redeem the family. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and then, and then, you know, building a relationship with his father, but his father's just using him as a tool to get back his prestige. But then at the end, like realizes like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm here for my son. Like I love my son. So I almost feel like it's almost a more, a bigger story for them, even though they're not in it a ton than it is for Creed. What do you think? 
Yeah, it's a good point. It does feel like there are kind of two parallel stories going because I don't know that one is maybe more prominent than the other. Um, but but there's definitely like the two things going on. There's there's um, you know Creed's kind of story, but yeah, there's the whole redemption thing going on from the Drago family. Okay. And then my last question is, and this is what I kind of want to ask at the end of every every uh, you know movie we we talk about is, would you recommend this to a friend? Like if a friend said, hey what do you think? Should I go see Creed? Like, what would you tell them? I would say like, yes, if you like Rocky movies and if you watched Creed one and, and enjoyed it, but, but it, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say that it's amazing. Definitely. Like I said, not as good as the first one. Okay. So if, if someone was like, I, w- I would say that you would think like, Hey, do you like watching monsters hit home runs that are juiced out of their mind? Then you would like watching these two guys punch each other in the face. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I think I would say the same. Like if you, if you enjoyed the first one, if you enjoy, I mean, you know what you're getting, right? You're not going to, you don't see the trailer to Creed and be like, huh, I wonder what this movie's about. Like, you know, the story you're getting. So if you want to see that, I would say, yeah, go see it. If you like the first one, go see it. If you like Rocky, go see it. If you like Michael B. Jordan, go see it. I mean, again, I, I think his portrayal of Creed is a little bit, you know, they make him out to be a little bit of a bitch this whole movie. Um, but it's not his fault. It's not Michael. Michael B. Jordan is good in the movie. Yeah. It's just how the, the characters. Written. Definitely. All right. So unless you have anything else you want to add, let's go to the next movie. Yeah. I got one more question. Yeah. Hit me. Uh, do you think the movie still works if you swap out Dolph Lundgren for Gary Oldman? <laughs> I love. See, now I would rather see uh, Gary Oldman as Victor. Um, <laughs> doing doing the explosion into uh, into the the battle the the battle uh, not the battle battle ropes is that what they're mm-hmm. called? Uh, no, I don't think the movie would work if you take out Gary Oldman or you take out Dolph Lundgren and put in Gary Oldman. But I do think Gary Oldman could have easily been like Putin in this movie and been the guy who's like taking Dolph Lundgren's wife, whoever that actor was, and then being like ringside. I think I think Oldman could have done that. Yeah, that could have worked. Could Oldman have been Creed? <laughs> probably not there's some there's some continuity issues there yeah yeah all right um but yeah um you know how i ride dude i think gary oldman makes every movie better yeah. so maybe he could have been like a trainer or something yeah i like it all right you know what i was also thinking the other day okay side note i want to say tyler has i know tyler has an issue with that question right in our normal format and you know whatever <laughs> and i mentioned <laughs> There was a question if if Gary Oldman would have made Christmas Vacation better. And then Tyler was like, ah, he's never been in a comedy, blah, blah, blah. Um, He was in Friends and he was great in Friends in like the two episodes he was in. I know you don't watch Friends. That's fine. But he was great in that. And he was he was a comedian in that uh, or not a comedian, but, you know, he had some some comedic timing in that. And he was great. So, yes, I think Gary Oldman can be in a comedy. Anyways, you got anything else? (laughs) No, that's all I got. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Okay, so this movie has 97% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics and 94% from the audience. And for a while, it was 100% on, uh, for, for the critics. The synopsis is teen Miles Morales becomes Spider-Man of his reality, crossing his path with five counterparts from another dimensions to stop the threat from all realities. Uh, I guess that's, I mean, that's, that's pretty cut and dry. I think this movie is much more than just that, but it's, it's pretty pretty spot on i guess right yeah yeah i'd say that's a good synopsis okay uh did you like this movie oh yeah i thought it was really good okay what did like give me give me a little bit of why you enjoyed it 
Um, it was just like super fun. Um, it was very different with the kind of like animation styles or yeah, animation styles, meaning like one, it was, it was animated. Uh, and two, they used like several different kinds of animation styles within the movie, um, which, which I enjoyed for the most part. There's, I had one issue, which I can circle back on in a second. Um, it was, let's see, there's like a lot of, um, you know, social reasons why it's, why it's good. There's like a quick example of like, I had uh, a friend of mine post on Facebook or some social media or something basically saying that like, um, his son and they're like people of color his son was like oh you know he like looks like me or i can be like that which is like not not something that you've had previously with spider-man's which is cool and so it felt very inclusive yes something okay so you had mentioned to me that you kind of went into this movie because i think so when we were talking about doing these these format of, of podcasts once a month you know, I said, Hey, let's, let's try to see movies maybe that we don't necessarily want to see, or even sometimes let's see movies that we don't really know anything about. And this was something that you really didn't know anything about. Right. Right. Yeah. I just knew there was a Spider-Man movie coming out and I kind of like intentionally avoided any trailers or or reading too much about it because I just wanted to like go in and watch the Spider-Man movie. So yeah, I didn't even know that it was animated. I was going to say, so you didn't really even understand that it was fully animated or thought maybe it was like partially animated or Mm -hmm. or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, so I I mean this was this was a movie that I had been looking forward to for a couple of years. I'm not a massive Spider-Man fan. I enjoy I mean everybody knows how I kind of feel about superhero movies at this point. Um it's not necessarily the characters that are bothering me. It's just the the kind of we're just inundated with with superhero movies, but I think this one really got me because it was so different looking. So the trailer was different. I was like, "What the fuck is with this animation? Like it looks crazy to me. It was like out of focus. It was kind of shaky." Um, but it seemed really interesting to me. And then the fact that they were do- taking a different look at who the Spider-Man was going to be, because in the teaser trailer, it was like 30 seconds. You saw Miles at the very end. You didn't know that there was going to be a bunch of other Spider-Mans. I think that they allude to that there might be one other Spider-Man, not that there was going to be, what, six or seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was super excited about it. And I, I loved it kind of for all the reasons you already said. And then also, um, it's super, super charming, right? It, it it builds relationship relationships up quickly to where you like you actually care about the characters you care about um miles's dad and his relationship mm-hmm. right you care about like his uncle and his relationship and i don't one of the things i always have a hard time with 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 the marvel movies and then especially the dc movies is there's zero character development right i don't give a shit about like any of those characters because they're all just kind of cardboard cutouts of what you think they should be how does a movie that's animated that I have that doesn't lay groundwork for anything, right? There's nothing before it. I don't necessarily know the the source material because I'm not I'm not up on on um, obviously Spider-Man comics. How do I actually go in and I immediately care about these characters? Like I just don't understand how this movie can do it and other movies can't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's probably like a combination of of like you know good good writing and and like you know, all the technical stuff and and then the story and there's probably a bit of like the nostalgia with just spider-man in general it's just like this confluence of of good things um where you immediately kind of feel pulled in yeah because they did a great job of every time they introduce a spider-man right they uh they give you kind of his backstory about who he was and this is how i became spider-man and like what he's done or she so the first spider 
or she or she yeah thank you the first spider-man um was was peter peter parker right not peter b parker but peter parker um played by chris pine and they they do a great job of introducing him and then he actually explains like everything he did in all the other movies so the toby Maguire movies and the andrew garfield movies and the uh, tom holland movies he explains that and then he has that great part where he's like yeah i remember i did this and he does like the dancing from spider-man 3 which was like one of my favorite parts so good so i think yeah i think immediately it's so likable that you're just immediately like you care about the characters right Mm -hmm. like i genuinely cared about miles and like what was his story arc where i think if it's not done right he would be a, a character that i would just find annoying usually in movies yeah yeah i I totally agree. Uh, they somehow managed to kind of like balance all these different, uh, all the different heroes and, and you get like a lot from, from all of them in a pretty short period of time. And so, yeah, maybe that actually plays into the whole, like you're pretty invested into everyone. Okay. What was your favorite? Who's your favorite Spider-Man in the movie? So let me, let me read them off real quick. Um, so you have, you have Miles Morales, right? Who's the star of the movie. You have Peter Parker, who's the Spider-Man in his, in, in uh, Miles's um universe right at that point he's like the traditional spider-man you have peter b parker who is the counterpart to peter parker in in the normal universe but kind of schlubby has gone he's going through a divorce um then you have gwen stacy who's the the female spider woman i guess um Mm -hmm. and then you have spider ham (laughs) who is a pig Mm -hmm. that is a spider-man then you have spider-man noir who's like the, the Spider-Man from what, like the, the 30s, 20s and 30s by Nicolas Cage. And then you have Penny Parker, who's like the anime spider girl, right? So yeah. who, who's your favorite out of those? Or do you have a favorite? Yeah, it's, let's see. It's, a, it's really tough to say because, you know, I really like Miles just as kind of like one of the like really main characters. Um, I like how funny uh, Peter B. Parker is. Right. Um, and I, yeah, I love that he's like schlubby and there's like constant jokes going on of him, like kind of being fat and out of shape. <laughs> that touched a little um, home for me. Like it might've, might've, might've struck a nerve. A nerve. Yeah. yeah. And then I really liked, um, uh, what's her Penny? Penny. Is Penny the, yeah. the Penny's the anime one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I really liked her. Who isn't a spider person, but she has created like, or her dad created a, like a chip that they put in like a mech right? A Mecca or whatever yeah. they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she turns into like, it's like a spider, spider Mecca, like a, like diva from overwatch. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's kind of why I liked her. Okay. Yeah. Cause you, 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 uh, you, all the blizzard roots, right? Um, that's right. Yeah. I, I think I liked, I liked Spider-Man noir a lot just cause I, I thought it was funny, um, for the, the little bit that he's in it. I don't think I could take a whole movie. Um, I liked miles a lot, but I think, yeah, Peter B. Parker was awesome. I liked that he wore sweatpants, <laughs> he wore like mm-hmm. his sweatsuit or his like uh, his Spider-Man suit with sweatpants over. And then at some point uh, he had two different shoes on too. I don't know if you oh, noticed really? that. Oh, really? No, he, I didn't notice two, that. Yeah, he has two different shoes on while he's wearing the sweatpants um, just because obviously he's a schlub. And wasn't he eating like pizza in the spider suit when he gets like pulled into the other dimension? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's just a full schlub, which I, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. The, the one thing that I didn't, love about the movie um and this is not i mean this isn't really a a, a critique or a nitpick necessarily it's just something visually that it just always throws me off is the way they make kingpin look but i mean i understand that's how he looks in the in the comics where he's just a massively wide person with like a little itty bitty head 
and it just throws me off. Like, how are you getting through doors, dude? You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was okay with it because it actually felt more like the comics and, and, right. and maybe just more from like the original or the, some of the older Spider-Man cartoon stuff. Yeah. I thought they, it was, I kind of liked that they made it, it was, you know, very, I don't know, graphic novel-esque. Yeah. I think the only thing that kind of shocked me in the movie is that they actually kill Spider-Man. Like they kill the original um, Peter Parker, Chris Pine character in yeah. this movie. Um, and they kill him by, doesn't Kingpin like beat him to death? Like you don't see it, but he like be, he beats him to death, right? Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of rough. Like he's being he's being crushed by something, and then he just comes up and and fucking like like thunder fists him or whatever you call that shit mm-hmm. when they're mm-hmm. like ground and pound. Yep. Okay. Um. So again, last question I will ask about it is: Would you recommend this to a friend? Uh, sorry, ask one more time. Would you recommend this movie to a friend? Oh yeah, absolutely. I would recommend this to like basically anybody, anybody who's even remotely interested. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Nick, I tried to get Nicolette to come see it with me and she was just like not interested, which is funny because she loves animation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she was just like, eh, I'm good. Like you can go see it. So I went to go see it by myself. Um, and then I came back and I was like, you fucked up. Like, you <laughs> <Yeah>. messed up. <laughs> Mistakes were made, man. You would have loved this shit. And she would have cried like a hundred times. Yeah. That was All a right. bad move on Nick's part. Yeah, I mean, she makes a lot of bad moves though. Like she, st- I think she stayed home and watched like reruns of King of the Hill. <laughs> I mean, that's that's her show though, dude. Every night I have to fall asleep to King of the Hill. Every single night. Oh man. All right, All right man. So we're gonna we're gonna oh, God. Last movie we're gonna talk about is is Aquaman. And God damn this podcast for making me go see this movie. Okay. Like I do this for you, for you people. <laughs> yeah, and by you people, we're talking about Tyler, Rob, Gerald, and Nick, yeah. and Beth. Beth listens Beth, to it Beth, as well. Yeah. I got no, and you, you listen to it, and I listen to it. So I want to know who I can, who I can talk to at the Morning Geekdom about getting my money back for going, having to go see this movie. I don't is think it? there is a concept of the Morning Geekdom as a business entity yet. So I don't so think there's no can, infrastructure. Right. Can I talk to you about it? You can talk to me about it. Sure. I mean, I can, can you quick pay me my 17 or my $18? No, no. You can talk to me about it though. Oh God. Like tax write-off? Maybe tax write-off. Let's talk about that. All right. Let's whiteboard it. Let's whiteboard it. (laughs) Okay. All right, man. 64% from critics. God damn you critics. 81% from audiences. What are you thinking? Um, Synopsis. Arthur Curry learns that he is uh, the heir to the underwater kingdom of Atlantis and must step forward to lead his people and be the hero to the world. Nope. Oh, God. It's so bad. Even the fucking synopsis is written bad. Yeah. Why are DC movies so bad, dude? I don't know. It's. It feels like a... It feels like it's a, some giant prank. I feel like Ashton Kutcher is around here somewhere... <laughs> And he's going to jump out and tell us that like we've all been being punk somehow because they're, they're so bad that, and I don't understand how they make so much money and how so many people like them. Is he going to jump out and be like, ah, I got you for a billion. Yeah. This maybe he's going to fucking make a billion. Yeah. It's breaking records for like, uh, it's breaking records for like a holiday release. And this, there's other good movies. Spider-Man's out. Mary Poppins. Is out. I mean, we talked about other movies that are out. There's Why a J-Lo movie. So- there's a JLo movie coming out, people. Like, come on. Why are people so jacked about fucking superhero movies? 
I, I don't know. I, I I get why they could people be so jacked about superhero movies, um, just because it's a popular, a very popular genre right now. I don't understand why people are so jacked about the DC movies because they're okay. so bad. They're clearly like just B squad movies to Marvel. And I mean, to be fair, you're not even like a Marvel fanboy. You're Mm-mm. kind of indifferent to the whole thing. Yeah. And I mean, it's well, it's well documented that I don't really fucking like either. I don't like Marvel or DC, right? And honestly, if I had to ride for one, I'm much more of like a DC fan in regards to like I read more like Batman growing up, right? And I enjoy more Batman films than anything else. Um this movie's written awful. Like I enjoy Jason Momoa in in regards to like, I think he's semi-charming as just like a big, like kind of likable guy. I don't know that he's much of an actor because I think he plays the same character in every movie, every movie. And then in Game of Thrones, he just spoke like Darth Rackian in his normal, like meathead kind of way. Um, But it do- he doesn't, it doesn't work in this movie. Like his one line, they make him, they make him like just some dumb, oafy, like, oh, this kicks ass. Oh, I'm going to kick your ass. Oh, I'm a blunt instrument. Like it just doesn't work. And on top of all of that, it looks terrible, right? It, it looks awful, like unreal. How bad, like to the point where they had to have intentionally been going for a look and that look is bad. Like they don't even, even the stuff that they could do practical, like when they're at, when fucking Jango Fett and Nicole Kidman, I don't know what his name is, Jango Fett from the fucking <laughs> Star Wars prequels and uh, and Nicole Kidman are are at the lighthouse, right? The face smoothing that they use on them to make them look younger is terrible looking. And then that's all CG. Like they're just in front of like a green screen that's supposed to look like a lighthouse. I don't understand why they don't use any practical stuff and it looks terrible where at least you can say about Marvel, like Marvel movies look really sharp, right? Yeah. Um, what the fuck is Nicole Kidman doing in this movie, by the way? Like she's acting as if she's like a, like an alien from a different planet. But then when like Amanda heard as, as Mira comes out, She's not good either, but at least she like can understand what's going on where Nicole Kidman looks like she's like a newborn baby trying to figure shit out, right? <laughs> like I don't understand that there's no continuity. There's nothing. The suits look bad. Um, the fucking wigs look the, – the, even the wigs look awful, dude. Yeah. Is there any part of this movie you enjoyed? No. There's no, there is no part of the movie that I enjoyed. Nothing. Um, even Dolph Lundgren, who's going to be the big the big winner of this podcast because he's in two of the three movies we saw. Did you even enjoy him? No, but my experience was tainted because the rest of the movie was so bad because of all the what stuff. What did you say you... about your taint? <laughs> Wait, this, this is turning into a different podcast pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, I, I do, but I agree. Like it's it's just it's so yeah. You can't even enjoy him, which I'm not saying you necessarily would ever enjoy him, but. It's dude, it's just so I, I don't know what else to say besides it's it's so bad. And I don't understand how how it gets like it's getting semi good reviews. And it goes back to my theory of because the DC movies are so bad, right? Are people just starved for something that's like okay that they're just gonna be like, you know what, this was great. Um, I, I don't yeah, I don't that's the that's one of the only things that like I can think of as well, or or the fact that people just like how bad it is and it comes across as more of like like comic booky. Um and and, and they like it for that reason. Because like I, I, y- y- sorry, go ahead. 
No, no, go finish, finish your thought and then I'll ask. No, I was just going to say because there's like, it doesn't seem like there's, like I hate to just completely hate on it, but there was like nothing redeeming about it. It looked awful. There was like all the terrible CG. Um, the the costumes, like you said, were really bad. Everything looked like super cheap plastic and there was no details. Um, the, the, the dialogue was awful. It was like children talking to each other. There were literally sharks, laser beams, and dinosaurs, uh, all in the same movie for like seemingly no reason. Yeah. How did he end up in Jurassic Park? Right. Cause they go to like the, they, they call it the earth's core. Right. And there's fucking dinosaurs, uh, you know, cruising around and you're right about the sharks with laser beams on their head. It's like a fucking Dr. Evil from uh from austin powers like was like hey this is what all the 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 creatures are going to look like right yeah it just and and why do the okay so if you're if you're in they call them atlanteans i guess is what Mm -hmm. they call them the the people who are underwater like so when they swim they're swimming like at almost like sonic boom looking right they just take off yeah why do you need a ship then why do you need horses why do you need anything to ride when you can fucking swim faster than all of them yeah oh god (laughs) it's just (laughs) It's so, and then his the the little shit like backstory they try to throw, where it's just like him him like learning from weird looking Willem Dafoe, uh, <laughs> who was like completely miscast in this movie, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just he had the weirdest casting. It's just like every every iteration of of Arthur that they created, they were all bad too. Like they all sucked. Yeah, all the acting sucked. I don't get it. I I don't get it. Who's are we just out of it to the point where, where, like we're we we don't get the joke? I guess are these movies supposed to be like so comic booky that we're just not we just don't understand because they're supposed to be so so close to the source material where Marvel's supposed to kind of be set in they've 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 made it like in the, set in realism where like the Dark Knight trilogy was kind of set in realism you know where these are just so out there are we just not in on the joke? That's the only thing, one of the only things that I can think of, like, like we were saying, is there's something that we're just missing and we're thinking about it the wrong way or something else is going on because there's no other explanation for them making so much money and being so successful and just seeming so bad. I I guess, like I said, I guess we're just, we're just not in on the joke, dude. I guess these are just not, they're not made for us. Yeah. Is this, is this, where does this fall in the whole DC, the DCU, right? Like, is this one of the worst ones is it one of the best ones like I, the only one and and by all indications it set, it, it followed the same blueprint of like every superhero movie not just dc but marvel as well where you have to have like some big third act like complete cgi fight right mm-hmm. like just a shit fest of just over the top bullshit um where is this i mean it's not better than wonder woman which i thought was fine wonder woman's like okay it's not not the best thing in the world but it's enjoyable is it better than suicide squad like you know, Batman versus Superman, Man of Steel, um, Justice League. Is it better than any of those? Oh, because the 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 ratings say it is. Like the, uh, the reviews say it is. Yeah, of the ones that I've seen, and I didn't see Justice League, and I didn't see one other one. I think. I don't think you saw the original Man of Steel. Probably no. I did. Yeah, that's right. I didn't see the original Man of Steel. Um, okay. Of of so of the ones that I did see, this feels the worst. <laughs> you re- so you think this is worse? So you and I saw Batman vs Superman v- BVS, right? Let's just call it BVS. Right. It's a little easier to say. You know, I'm not good with words. Um, 
you think that this is worse than that? Yes. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I I tend to think you're right, dude. <laughs> and I fucking <laughs> Justice League is the worst for me. Justice League is an atrocity. Like it it is terrible on every I mean, somehow it's worse than Suicide Squad, which I actually liked Suicide Squad the first like 20 minutes of it when they're introducing the characters and everything. It's good, I thought, until they go to the city. Then it just is com- it's complete shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought we both left Batman versus Superman and, and thought like, what the fuck did we just watch? Right. It was terrible. But I think you might be right. This might be worse. This has zero redeeming qualities. I will never watch this movie again. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's it just made me angry. The the next day after seeing it, I had people ask like well, I was down, you know, in LA to visit family and they were asking like what I did. And I said, I, you know, I see a lot of movies. They're asking what I saw. And I was like, Oh yeah, I saw Aquaman. They're like, Oh yeah, how was it? And I was like, It was fucking atrocious. Don't watch it. And they were like, Oh shit, okay. So I guess I can't ask you, would you recommend this to a friend? At any point were you thinking like, goddamn Anthony for making me go watch this movie? Yeah, I mean I was I, you know, I didn't want to talk about this, but I was like, I might be done with the pod. I can't, I can't, no. be, I can't be doing this. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, again, we're trying to see movies that both of us were, were like, we're not seeing this movie. Right. And I didn't even ask Nicolette cause I know she's going to be like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, so, I, but we're going to try to watch movies we don't like. You can't be mad at me. We made this agreement. <laughs> Listen, we made but the agreement, fair, but you can't say I can't be mad at you. I can still be mad at you. True. That's true. Again, to be fair, somehow I was mad at just the the podcast that I've created because I went to go see the movie. <laughs> so by by default, I'm mad at myself. Yeah. And 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 I spent like 18 bucks to go see it because it was in this special theater that fucking gave me like dementia. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It oh god. I'm I'm not happy with myself. I need to write a strongly worded letter to somebody at the podcast. Who can I address it to? Yeah, I feel like this this fits nicely into probably a good chunk of the the rest of of your life where you are inherently the source of all of your problems. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's probably true. That's probably true. I appreciate you at least, you know, uh, appeasing me and going to see it, yeah. you know? I appreciate that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, so, so would you recommend this movie to a friend, Damien? <laughs> no, I wouldn't recommend this to anybody except maybe 11 year old boys and girls. Cause that's, I feel like they're the ones who like sharks, laser beams, dinosaurs, seahorses, and the token redhead. Dude, I like seahorses. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, then you should like this movie. One last thing before, before we wrap this up that I just want to talk about, right? So we talked about how bad all the performances were, right? The dude who plays the Black Manta, I don't know who he is. Stop acting. Yeah. Stop stop what you're doing, okay? Rethink what you're doing. I don't I don't want to say it's this dude's fault cuz I don't know this guy. He might be a fine actor. The way they wrote this movie was terrible. They wrote his character in this movie was terrible. It's just brooding and every every stereotype and there's no such thing as pirates anymore and it's just dude, it was terrible. Terrible. Yeah. And you know, he's going to be, I didn't stay till after the credits. There's an after credit scene with him, right? He lived, he's upset with Aquaman, obviously, you know, he's going to be the villain in the second one. I know I stayed, I don't know how, why or how, what but I stayed. F- You're the worst. I know. You stayed. Uh, I paid Dude, for soon, it. I figured you were going to fucking talk about it. I was like, I got to stay for this shit. As soon as he popped up 
as soon as Aquaman popped up and was like, gave his little speech at the end, dude, I was up. I think I was already standing at like the exit and just like <laughs> kind of peering around the corner like, all right, we're good. And I knew there was going to be a, a scene. So I just went home and Googled it. <laughs> yeah, I should have done that. In full transparency, I was going to just Google what the movie was about and then just talk about that because I was like, I'm not going to see this shit. <laughs> You're going to cliff note it. <laughs> But I knew, you know, that's not the right thing to do. That's not what we're doing. But I was going to cliff note it. Right. And, but then I would have told you and then you would have been even more angry. With yeah, me. I would have been really angry for you making me go watch it. And then you just did the cliff notes. <laughs> and I bet you the cliff notes would have been better. They, they, you know what I'm saying? Because you wouldn't have had visuals. So my brain can think of better looking things than this movie. Yeah, actually, had we gone the cliff note route, we might. this could be a very different review right now. You both <laughs> might be like, you know what? I think it was pretty good. Dude, we should do how do we do that? We should do like a like a like a cliff note version and then and then you know do a review and then record it like the next week after we've actually seen the movie and do a second <laughs> review. That might be dude, we might just come up to something. All right. Content. Can you can you read though? Mm, not very good. Not very well, actually. <laughs> I can't speak either. <laughs> uh all right dude this was a i had a lot of fun doing this one and uh you're locked in right we're gonna do this monthly oh, yeah. every month once a month yep all right people need more damien in their life i don't know about that's that. what the six people who listen to it tell me they like your humor which i don't i don't get um but yeah all right you know who real quick you know who's super pumped about the pod is is rob like i love it dude the the enthusiasm that he's living his life with just is makes me happy and he's like super enthused about the pod. He's texting me like every day about like questions and like what we can do. And he and I recorded, you know, it's going to come out in a couple of weeks. We recorded a Batman pod, right? Batman 89. Mm -hmm. I shit you not. It's two and a half hours Holy long. Shit. <laughs> dude. <laughs> he was like, dude, cut whatever you want. Let's just do it. And he is getting it for two and a half hours. Is he, uh, <laughs> is he drinking beers while, uh, while you guys are, dude, he's He's given like re he's giving like this is what I'm having. This is what brewery it's from. This is how much alcohol content. It's like a little like a little side project of of beer like aficionado uh uh knowledge as we're going. I'm super excited. His son's on it. He brings his son in for a few minutes. Oh man, I'm super excited. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be out in a few weeks. But yeah, dude, two and a half hours. I don't even know if I want to crop anything. I don't know if I want to edit anything. Yeah. We might I don't know how this is gonna be possible, but we might have to figure out a way to have like a uh a free for all like table yeah megapod at some point so so the goal is it's funny you bring that up i talked to him about it last night and it was it was an idea that i've had for a long time because everybody to be serious like the pod's doing doing actually pretty decent you know we get we get a handful about 500 downloads a week right now um and and people are actually giving me feedback and everybody likes the guest right you guys are by all indications like the superstars i'm just some schlub that's running it which i'm fine with um, for either, I don't know if we're going to do like the, the first year anniversary or the hundredth episode. Cause the hundred episode, hundredth episode, I can't even say that words. is going to be, it's my words. Um, it's going to be down the road, obviously. Uh, but I want to get like all the, the guests on together and there'll be like seven of us and it's going to be like an amazing, just shit show. <laughs> yep. But I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I'm in. All right. Yeah. I know you're in. All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate you being on. Uh, like I said, this is a lot of fun and we'll, we'll do it again. All right. That's good, man. Thank you. All right, buddy. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. Thanks to Damien for being on. Had a lot of fun with this one. If you guys could give us a rate review, subscribe on the platform you're listening to the podcast on, 
uh, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbean, and Stitcher. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Morning Geekdom. You guys have a safe and happy new year, and we'll see you next week. Shout out to Gary Oldman.